Presented by Facebook. Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Ragumun of All In. It's Friday. In today's show, Liz Cheney versus the GOP hits a boiling point. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Politico's very own Olivia Beavers reports that House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy has officially backed Harriet Hageman, the primary challenger to Representative Liz Cheney. While tensions have simmered between McCarthy and Cheney for over a year, it's highly unusual for party leadership to back a challenge to a sitting member of their own conference. Here's the inside breakdown from CNN's Ryan Nobles, Manu Raju, and Melanie Zanona. Quote, While McCarthy's decision will be welcomed by members of the Freedom Caucus and could help him stave off a potential challenge for the Speaker's gavel should Republicans win back the majority, it won't come without a cost. Many rank-and-file Republicans are uncomfortable with the members of the party turning on each other and fear it could ultimately hurt their efforts to win elections in competitive districts. I think the party should try and continue to work with them, said Representative Pete Sessions. I think this is a fight between Donald Trump and Representatives Adam Kinzinger and Cheney, not the party. Politico's Meredith McGraw reports that Trump, meanwhile, is pushing Wyoming Republicans to change election laws so Democrats and independents can't change their affiliation the day of the primary to support Cheney. Ending crossover voting in primaries has been a bugaboo for some Republicans in the state for years. But now, Trump and Club for Groats' David McIntosh have personally called Governor Mark Gordon to urge him to support the legislation which he has yet to back. The former president's son, Donald Trump Jr., also called on Wyoming to, quote, pay attention to the bill, and American conservative union president Matt Schlapp, a close Trump ally, tweeted on Thursday that his group might score the legislation as it considered its support of GOP lawmakers. For what it's worth, Cheney told the New York Times she will not encourage party switching or support any effort to encourage Democrats to vote in the Republican primary. The DCCC is planning to call on House Republicans to return $162,000 in donations from individuals in seven states who signed on as, quote, fake electors in the aftermath of the 2020 presidential election. In an upcoming release, DCCC spokesman Chris Taylor will say, quote, NRCC Chairman Tom Emmer and House Republicans must return these shady donations or admit they're just fine with politicians scheming to steal the power of American voters. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 10 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will receive the president's daily brief. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar. While in Munich, Germany, at 7.20 a.m., Vice President Kamala Harris will hold a bilateral meeting with NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. Afterwards, she'll hold a multilateral meeting with heads of state from Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. Harris will remain in Munich overnight. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 2.30. The Senate is in today. The House is out. All right, one last thing before we get out of here. In this week's episode of Playbook Deep Dive, Playbook's Ryan Lizza speaks with J. Michael Lutig. He's one of the most influential conservative legal thinkers of his generation. He also played a key behind-the-scenes role during the Trump administration. And in the end, he was recruited by Vice President Mike Pence to provide the legal arguments for Pence's actions on January 6th. Check out Playbook Deep Dive wherever you get your podcasts. All right. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editor is Mike Zappler. Politico's senior producer of audio is Jenny Ament. I'm Raghun and Have a great weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. 
That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com slash safety.